This episode is brought to you by Get Out Pass Colorado. Each pass comes with free entry to over 45 venues all across the state, many of which include iconic Colorado destinations like Elitch Gardens, Waterworld, and Monarch Mountain Resort. The one-time yearly fee also means statewide access to amazing venues like indoor rock climbing, bowling, trampoline parks, yoga, and everything in between. Seriously, it's awesome. We love our Get Out Passes because they give us access to all of the activities at least once and some even multiple times per year. It's the ultimate bundle of savings for all your family adventures. The pass costs about $150 a year, but with our special promo code, Colorado Life 40 you can get it for less than $110. That's a $40 savings. Just go to getoutpass.com slash Colorado and use your exclusive code, Colorado Life 40 to save $40 instantly. Did you know that the first capital of Colorado was actually Colorado City? The city served as the territorial capital in 1861, but legislators decided to move the capital to Denver in 1862. Colorado City didn't have any place for the state legislators to spend the night, and they didn't want to camp out, so they changed where the capital was to Denver. It's a pretty cool reason. My name is Ryan, a born and raised Colorado native. And I'm Carrie, a Texas transplant and a Colorado newbie. And this is the Hashtag Colorado Life Podcast, where we help newcomers and natives explore like a local. Together, we're a married couple living along the Front Range in Colorado. Today, we're talking about Old Colorado City, which is a little town located on the west side of Colorado Springs. And it's actually one of those little known cities that you really wouldn't know that much about until you either lived here or you were kind of going off the beaten tourism path. And it is called Old Colorado City, but it's actually just the neighborhood as of now in Colorado Springs. But it used to be its own independent city back in the day. Yeah, so let's talk about where Old Colorado City is located. So Old Colorado City, or OCC, is right on like the west side, uh, just west of downtown, basically at the base of Pikes Peak. And if you were to continue going west from there you would reach uh, Manitou Springs, which is another episode that we've carried or talked about. Right. And like you said, it used to be a town at one point, its own individual entity property. No, what am I thinking? Territory. We'll <laughs> no, go with that. no, territory is an area. <laughs> I don't know. It was okay. its own city, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's a neighborhood within the city of Colorado Springs. And it actually is, is pretty nice tourist area. It has boutiques and art galleries and restaurants and a very historic feel. So if you wanted to visit old Colorado City and see what it's all about, let's start with how do you get there from the north or the south? So if you were coming from Denver from the north or Pueblo from the south or visiting from another state, it'd be super easy to find. You would just be driving through Colorado Springs on I-25, north or south, until you come to uh, Cimarron Street or Highway 24. They're the same thing. And you just go towards the mountains and then boom, that's old Colorado City. Yeah, it's pretty easy because all of the cities that are on the Front Range are all connected with I-25. Yeah. So that's pretty simple to get there. Yep. All right, I want to talk about the history of Old Colorado City because it's one of those places where I didn't grow up around here. You did. We're going to talk about that more. But I found it really interesting and like very old, like Wild West feel. And I was really excited to hear about the history and to learn about the town when we first moved here. Well, it was a pretty seedy destination when it first came up. A lot of saloons and brothels and... Uh, 
things happening. Unsavory characters. Unsavory characters, <laughs> yes. has an unsavory reputation from the beginning. It was uh, established as just Colorado City um, in 1859 during the Pikes Peak Gold Rush. And uh, the miners would come down to buy supplies in town, and then they'd make their way up Ute Pass to go mine for gold, which is uh, one of the rivers that passes through, or I guess it's just a little creek that passes through... Um, Manistee Springs and Old Colorado City. So they would just follow that all the way up and pan for gold, everything. There's a lot of gold mining and silver mining in the mountains. Yes. Obviously, in the 1800s, yeah. Yeah. So Colorado City, before it was OCC, became the capital of Colorado uh, before it moved to Denver shortly after. And like I said in my fact, the legislators just didn't want to camp out because they didn't have a place to sleep in Colorado City. So they changed their. Capital to Denver, where there was hotels. <laughs> Which I feel like is quite a ways to like schlep because it's ninety miles away from Denver yeah. because you don't want to sleep outside or something, so you move the capital that much north. But okay, just because you don't sure. want to sleep. I mean, back in the eighteen hundreds, <laughs> you'd have thought that these people were like. Well, I know that's what I'm saying. What did they use like horses to drive them to the the new capital? That would still take a while. Yeah. So all right. Also, I know that Colorado City was the county seat of El Paso County until about 1873, and that's when it was moved to Colorado Springs. So right now, we live in Colorado Springs, and we live in El Paso County. Right. And that Colorado Springs was actually where the wealthier people went to build their homes and everything, and Colorado City remained this sort of like wild west town, like you said, with all the saloons, and it was big on the mining industry, and it had a lot of gold and silver and all those kinds of sort of businesses coming through, and then also the businesses that served them, like bars and brothels. Yeah. Colorado City actually also remained an independent city until the early 1900s. So Colorado City's uh, economy was actually fueled a great part by the mining industry, entertainment, and all the gold that was coming in from up Ute Valley. Um, then they implemented a statewide prohibition because of the city or the city's kind of unsavory nature, and it hit the saloons really hard in 1913. Uh, because of the economic downturn, residents then voted to become part of Colorado Springs in 1917. So it went from Colorado City to Old Colorado City, just a neighborhood of a larger city. Almost like a sort of suburban area or something, but it's more historic value. Right. And one thing I did want to mention, which I thought was really cool, um, is that in the early 1980s, the town started doing a lot of restoration and revitalization of the area, and they were actually listed on um, the National Register of Historic Places. So OCC is now very historic, and it's definitely cleaned up. It is not super unsavory anymore, (laughs) and there's lots of shops and art galleries and really historic buildings. They've painted everything to look like it would back in the early 1900s and how the town would have been back then, minus, like I said, some of the unsavory nature. Yeah. So I want to hear what some of your favorite memories are, Ryan, about visiting old Colorado City as a kid. Ooh, I loved to go to Territory Days. It was it was a really fun parade. It was a festival. They had tons of uh, like stalls and food carts and stuff. It was it was always great. Actually, this one time when I was a kid, me and my mom just went, her and I, and we had these ridiculous like giant hats you know like cat in the hat type of hat mm-hmm. and we were sitting on this curb and we were shoveling kettle corn <laughs> into our face and this guy comes up and takes our picture and he's like 
Oh, I'm working for the Colorado Springs Gazette. If it, with any luck, I'm going to have you guys be the front page of the picture. And my mom was utterly mortified. <laughs> Do you know if you ended up as the front page? Okay. It was like what she checked the next day. But <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, though. Yeah, we're just like shoveling in popcorn. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, it, it's always had really cool antique shops and cafes and mom-and-pop shops. Um, and as I've gotten older, I've realized that OCC has some really cool bars. Um, there is... The iconic, it's called Thunder and Buttons. It's a really cool bar up there. Um, I've gone to it a couple times. I don't know. It's it's a cool, like, uptown place, and I always liked it as a kid. As mentioned, it's very close to Manitou Springs. Um, you do have to drive through Old Colorado City to get to Manitou Springs anyway, so it's a really great place to go to, like, if you're going there for the day. Um, I'm sure that you did this a lot as a kid. You kind of hit up Old CC and Manitou Springs in the same day, walked around, had some fun stuff, you know, looked at some cool shops and kind of walked around. So both of them are very historic and they have their own history, and I love both of them. So we did actually talk about um, visiting Manitou Springs in one of our past episodes, so definitely check that out. And because it's near Manitou Springs, as we mentioned in that one, it's near Garden of the Gods and a lot of the other things that are very iconic for Colorado Springs. Yeah, we're going to talk more about things to do in Colorado City, old Colorado City. But first, how does it feel different than like Colorado Springs when you visit? Because it does feel like its own entity. It's like this completely separate, even though it's technically a neighborhood, it feels totally different. Well, like I said earlier, it feels very much like uptown of instead of like a downtown uh, because of the small historical shops, the little like apartments on top of shops that are downstairs, things like that. So it feels like a, a small town, like old ghost town type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are lots of tunnels underground mm-hmm. that are still open today. You can actually go through ghost tours there, especially in the fall and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of old stone buildings and there's lots of character. The streets are a lot smaller with like really big trees. You can tell it's been around for a while and right. it has like a lot of history. It's experienced a lot of things. Uh, the surrounding neighborhood is also another thing that really makes it feel old and it makes it feel like it's its own thing because suddenly you get outside the neighborhood and the architecture completely changes. But this is all that like Western Victorian style where they were just uh, all built at like the turn of the century. And I don't know. I mean, all the houses are like over 100 years old now. Mm-hmm. It feels very nostalgic. Yeah, Everything is really walkable. Does. It's set up on a grid pattern. It was really easy to find a lot of things, mm-hmm. and yeah, we love going there and walking in OCC as as well as driving around the surrounding areas because you just don't see that history and that uh, architecture anymore. Yeah, and they always have little like kitschy shops that are fun to go into, um, and then they have like little cafes and restaurants where you can like sit outside and eat, mm-hmm. which is unique to Colorado for the most part. Without it feeling like you're sitting in like a restaurant patio. No, you're actually like sitting outside and watching like the world go by. It's really fun. Yeah, it, it is a very cool place. Very unique. So we've kind of set the picture, painted this picture for you now. Let's talk about our favorite things to do in old Colorado City. Well, the ghost tour, that's just like me. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. And I, I love stuff like that. It's so spooky. It's really fun, though. Basically, these underground tunnels were so that businessmen could <laughs> get to the brothels and the saloons without being seen, right? So uh-huh. it's it's very like, ooh, I feel like I'm going back in time and experiencing, yeah. you know, and it's also haunted. A lot of stuff in Colorado has a lot of history of being haunted, especially in the mountains and a lot of these old, like, mansions and hotels. So yep. I love the ghost tours, too. Yeah, the tunnels are like this, like, kind of 
ominous shroud around them, so you kind of like feel it when you're in there. But mm-hmm. It's cool. Besides just going and seeing ghosts, being <laughs> That's attacked not your by thing. ghosts, yes, there's every Friday or every first Friday of the month they have the art walk, which is just a big uh, art festival essentially. Um, they'll have little shops, little food stalls set up, and it's fun to go and just see like local artists and all the stuff that they have. And this is the first Friday of every month from April through December. Yes. So it's not the whole year, but it is mostly the whole year. Yeah. Um, then there's also the farmer's market. Oh, yeah. We love going to farmer's markets. Obviously, as a chef and foodies, we really enjoy um, the OCC farmer's market. And it's actually been going for more than 20 years. Wow. Yeah, they have it every Saturday. And it goes from June to October. And it's in a Bancroft Park, which that park itself has that whole, like, old Colorado City feel, too. It's really cool. Yeah, there's a little pioneer cabin there that you can go and check out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they have a lot of, like, the local foods from here in Colorado. Um, Corn, squash, cantaloupe, honey, cheese, bread, and refresher herbs, stuff like that. You know, just the typical stuff that you would find. But it's still, it's great. It's a a farmer's market. Yeah, it's really nice because you do get the full-time vendors that are there as well as temporary booths. So you can go back and, and, you know, kind of develop relationship with a lot of the local farmers Mm -hmm. and vendors. And, you know, get a lot of local produce, which is awesome. Another thing that you mentioned earlier was Territory Days, which you went to as a kid. Mm-hmm. Those are he- It's actually a weekend over Memorial Day weekend in May in Old Colorado City. And these days it has over 180 food and craft booths with lots of live music. And we actually hit that up earlier this year when it was Memorial Day. And it was really fun. We got to uh, listen to some music. We tried out a lot of new foods. I got a new hat that was really nice. You know, there's lots of, like, craft things there. Um, it has become more, I guess you could say, sponsored or yeah, I don't I know what the, maybe a lot more advertising is happening there but you know as we've gotten more into the technology age and away from like you know the wild west obviously territory days has changed as well yeah but it's still an interesting event it is and also you and I just love to go get like once a year go get carnival food and then regret it the next week oh yeah totally <laughs> funnel cakes we're good speaking of food <laughs> let's talk about some old Colorado City restaurants and cafes that we enjoy eating at so my cousin works at this place called La Baguette, and it's a, just a little French bistro mm-hmm. or cafe. I don't know. What's the difference between the two? I think cafes are more casual, and you can, like, come and sit down. And you would expect to sit down on one, like, of a table that's made out of, like, metal, and you have two little metal seats, you know, like you would see in, like, France. I, this totally makes sense. And I'm, then a restaurant is like a booth. That's what I'm saying it is. I'm I'm the chef, and I don't even I know. know you're answering this, and it's totally making a lot of sense to me. Yeah. But La Baguette is very quaint. It is. It kind of feels like a French bakery. And well, they do have, like, baked goods yeah. and stuff. And, yeah. it's, and it is very French feel. French onion soup is it's amazing. It's the best. It's the you best have you'll have. It. Yes. <laughs> it really is. Like, they win so many awards for yeah. their French onion soup. Oh, yes. Okay. I, we uh-huh. should go there. Um, yes. <laughs> okay. And then you mentioned Thunder and Buttons, which is a really great bar. It mm-hmm. is very popular. Definitely check that out. Really good stuff there, too. Paravicini's Italian. That's So a, good. Italian place. Yeah, it's really good. That is a restaurant now. You will yes. sit in a booth. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, another really cool one that just came up recently, or that I found about recently, rather, is called Alchemy, and it's a gastropub. So, you know, if you don't know what a gastropub is, it's basically a pub... So a bar where they sell good food, like chef-made stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a really cool place. Um, Very unique. It's kind of hipster, though. Yeah. Gastropubs are more 
Okay, so we talked about restaurants and cafes, and now they have we have our own gastropubs <laughs> like <laughs> section. We've got a wide category, spread. yeah. Um, another thing that we really enjoy checking out is the German bakery that is located down there. It's like Weinburgers, Wimburgers. We'll link to it in the show notes <laughs> over on our website. But it's a German bakery with a German name, obviously. The bread is amazing. Pretzels. Pretzels, so good. You have to try it out. It's not necessarily on the um, Colorado Avenue, I guess, is what the street is. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit what you like turn off to the right and you go down a little ways, but totally worth the uh, detour. Still in the neighborhood, though. And similar to that is the British uh, Pantry and Tea Room. So. Mm-hmm. An actual British lady live, works there, lives here, and uh, has it open, and it's pretty cool. I mean, oh yeah, if they, it's your thing to like go sit down and enjoy some tea, yeah. They serve high tea, and you can, um, you know, book events to have tea and crumpets or croissants or anything else served. It's really good. Um, so it's definitely like this British thing that's brought to old Colorado City. That's funny. What the heck is high tea? Is there low tea? All I know no. that there is my tea. It's like tea. a British thing. And even to this day, like the queen still has like high tea every day at 3 p.m. She like, like her corgis join her? Yeah. Cucumber sandwiches? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's where they came from. Like all the little cucumber sandwiches and like cheese and meat and stuff. And you have it at high tea. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Such sophistication. <laughs> we do not have apparently. <laughs> all right. So um, just to touch really quickly on some of our favorite old Colorado City shops, we mentioned Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory, of course. And along that, there's also an ABC Candy and Designs candy shop, yeah. which has like old school candy and new candy in there. It's really interesting. And they put together these really cool like baskets and designs of candy that you can purchase as gifts or whatever souvenirs if you want to. So. If you like candy or chocolate, check those out. Everybody likes candy. Yeah. And everybody likes chocolate. Not everybody likes I've, chocolate, I've learned. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people like dark chocolate or milk chocolate, but maybe not both. Mm, so. They're getting voted off the mm-hmm. island. What are some other things that you have found that you like to do in old Colorado City since you've moved here? Well, in the historic district, there is the Old Colorado History Center, and it's dedicated to the preservation of Old Colorado City, which we mentioned. Um, And it's a collection of Old Colorado City artifacts and photographs. It has a lot of written and oral um, history and papers and the electronic history of Old Colorado City as well. And so it's sort of this research library of sorts that they've accumulated and so it's like a little museum it's it's really interesting and um i love the history of different towns so that's really interesting to yeah. me there's also the old colorado city walking tour app which you can uh download on itunes or google play you can just um search for that online but it allows you to have self-guided walking tours of occ Uh, Some of the things that you'll be able to see inside the app are like the historic buildings, churches, the town hall even, and all of the saloons that were there back in the day. There's also the Pumpkin Fall Festival, which happens in late October, but it's right at the base of the mountains, the city, I mean, so it's a, or I guess the neighborhood, but anyway, it's right at the base of the mountains, so you really feel like fall is coming when it is there. And so the the Pumpkin Festival is just a fun little fall festival. They have them all over the place, but it's something cool that we like to go to. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, before we sum up this show, we like to end with a tip for finding free or frugal activities in Colorado. So if you're visiting OCC, Old Colorado City, there are actually a ton of free activities you can do in the metro area, especially out in nature. Two popular ones that we absolutely love and pretty much visit every single month are Garden of the Gods and the Colorado Springs Pioneers Museum. Garden of the Gods is home to those stunning red rock formations. If you've ever Googled it um, and you said Colorado Springs, those pictures most likely came up. And you can actually visit the park totally free and check out the visitor center. There is a museum in there and a cafe and a gift shop. And it's really interesting to see how the park has sort of was established over time and um, the different history there. The Pioneers Museum collects and exhibits extensive history and culture from Pikes Peak and Colorado Springs region, and the admission there is also totally free. So you can spend all day at both of these locations, as well as OCC or Manitou Springs, without spending a penny. Tons to do. All right, that pretty much sums up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And to learn more about this episode and the resources that we shared, visit our website, hashtag coloradolife.com. And if you like the show, please leave us a review. It helps us get discovered by new listeners, and we'd love to hear what episodes you enjoy. Thanks again so much for listening. Until next time, get out there and explore our beautiful state.